You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Living the good fat life with your host Karen and Sherry. They'll help everything align for your body, soul, and mind. The good fat life. Whether change comes slow or dramatically, the good fat life will help you sort things out organically. That makes Sorry. me smile too. Every time I hear that, I just like start laughing. Yeah, our so, new theme song, our, everybody. Yeah. Thank you, Wally Pleasant, for writing that for us. And uh, thanks, Jamie, for getting it on. And it really makes me laugh and just feel like I want to start my uh, good fat life of a day, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, um, okay. So we needed that today, right? We sure did. Yeah. It has been, um, you know, just t- today's been quite a day. I think the technology fairy or something threw up. <laughs> something, I right? I don't know, but. Yeah, Zoom's been down, and and as a we've become so dependent on on our digital technology that when it doesn't work, it's yeah, it's a whole thing. But the cool thing is, um, this is working, and we have an amazing guest today. <laughs> it so sure do. Renee Chadowski, did I pronounce that right, Renee? <laughs> Sorry, sound just kicked back in. Oh, okay. So I'm just going to reintroduce our guest right right at the get-go because yeah. we have so many cool things to talk hey, about. Hey, Renee. So her name is R- Renee Chadowski. Did I get that right? Um, close, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, she is – what's so fun about Renee is she's um, – does really entertaining um, cooking demonstrations and classes and has for um, m- many years in the local school districts, including Brighton, Howell, Pinckney, Novi, and Dexter. And she really makes um, cooking entertaining, right? Yeah. So even if you don't like to cook, you just love to eat. Yeah. You just love hanging oh. out with Renee. And um, so most of her recipes are original, and she hails from Michigan and loves using um, Michigan foods and the things that are there. And Renee learned um, learned to cook and caught the cooking bug from her grandma, so at her grandma's hip. Oh, wow. And that's another cool thing. So it's generational, which is something that Karen and I really love and appreciate is those things that are just passed down. Um, so anyway, with that, um, Renee, welcome. Yes. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Glad <laughs> to be here. Yeah, thank you. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I had um, one of the things, the reasons that we wanted to have you as our guest, Renee, today is just because people have been um, cooking at home, right? For the last five or six months, mm-hmm. and and the kids are at home, and we've been at home, and you know what what do you do to kind of keep things fresh and get out of that cooking kind of the rut that we all get in and and have fun? Yeah, you know that's been really interesting. Um, you know, have, have are either of you bakers? Do you I, bake? I bake a little bit, but Renee, I have to tell you, um, you entertain in a lot of different ways, very different way than I entertain when I cook. I entertain by the sirens and the alarm going off and the uh, <laughs> firemen coming. So um, it's best yeah. that I stay out of the kitchen. So tell us. <laughs> so you're at the school dinner's ready when the smoke alarm. Goes exactly. Out, right? Yep. <laughs> or the last fireman leaves. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
so I bake that. a bit. I bake a bit though. And I lo- I love to bake, but I but you know it's the carbs. So you know if you've got some thoughts on baking without carbs, that would be amazing too. Yeah, my daughter has really taken up baking. And and a lot of times with um, the younger kids, either, you know, elementary, middle school age, that's what they all all start with is baking something because you cook what you like. I mean, that's how it always starts out. You know, typically it's chocolate chip cookies or brownies or something like that. And you cook what you like. And that's what piques the interest, which is awesome. But during this pandemic, you know, being a foodie and kind of watching how this is starting, the things that sold out in the grocery store in the food department, just cracking up yeast still mm-hmm. is impossible mm-hmm. to find because Flour. all of a sudden people are home and everybody's going to make their own bread bread was available in the grocery stores it wasn't that they were running out but it was one of those and um sherry and i've talked about this this feel good nurturing um i'm going to take care of my people thing i'm going to make bread because it goes back to such ancient days yeah that but literally every culture has it. So I just get yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're just getting the chills. Yeah. <laughs> because that was, it is, I am, you know, me, it's like, I'm going to feed you. I'm going to take care of you. But to go take it back to the beginning, it's, I am going to bake you bread. And I just, I loved that. It choked me up. And now I'm, um, I don't eat a lot of carbs. I don't eat a lot of grains either. So that was, I was okay that we were out of yeast. My daughter <laughs> was in Belgium and they, and she works for, she's in the army and she works for NATO and they were unable to get yeast too. So I, you know, every time I would go to the store, I would check to see and I, I, I sent her some so she could bake bread because they, um, are in a bread culture, they buy a loaf of bread per person per day over there. Oh, my and gosh. I know, I know. And she was unable to get it. She's got a four-year-old who eats bread every meal. So it was just, it was kind of interesting to watch that. I started out, um, you know, I'm pretty much, I, I, um, I eat, we eat clean and healthy, mostly vegetables, proteins, don't eat a lot of grains or sugars. Um, so everything I needed, I was pretty much readily available. And I got a little bored with our regular routine, even though I loved to, to cook. So I started venturing out into genres that I don't normally cook in, one of which was Indian foods. I don't know much about it. You can Google anything. So I started doing some Googling and pulled up some fun recipes. And we had a really fun run with Indian foods. So we, I kind of, you know, taught taught me. And then I was sharing some recipes with some friends on, uh, you know, trying new flavors. I'm lucky that my husband will try anything and eat anything. I'm really lucky with that. So I was able to experiment and, and do a lot. So... Um, the other thing that I really enjoyed watching through this pandemic was how um, people who don't normally cook were doing it. And I loved that people were showing their successes and their failures. And did you see any of those come through your um, social media feed? Oh, my gosh. So many of the failures were all mine. So the genre <laughs> that I'm trying to venture into is edible. So somebody like me is just edible. That's the genre. So someone like me, no, Renee, yeah. <laughs> so just let's make it edible. Um, but tell, tell us how you know if you're just a, someone that likes to cook or you're a foodie. What is the difference? Boy, that's a really good question. I, it's a really good question. And I thought about that before because what does make a foodie? And I 
I think that there are foodies that like to eat and there are foodies that like to cook. And when you combine the two is when it gets most interesting. I think you can call yourself a foodie if you appreciate new foods. Um, if you are, um, and I kind of grew up in this uh, um, household. Monday was meatloaf. Tuesday was hot dogs. Wednesday was, of course, Prince Spaghetti Day. Um, <laughs> Thursday was chicken. Friday was steak. I mean, I grew up where we had a routine and we appreciated food, but I'm not sure that that was the most innovative. So if you go in search of new, interesting and exciting things to try, I think that's what constitutes a foodie. Um, but I, but but I'm, I'm sure there's other. That's interesting. I never mm -hmm. thought about the definition before. Yeah, yeah, and and it's um, I, I hadn't been asked that on ear before, but I I have thought about that because what does make a foodie? Um, so yeah, no, it's it's good. I am interested. You know, back in the olden days when foodini started, and gosh, I haven't done the math lately, but I think it's over 35 years that I have been. You know, the great foodini. Back in the olden days, it was, you know, um, tag team with the kids. We've got two kids. Tag team with the kids. And I would shoot up to the library, pull down a handful of cookbooks, spread them out, and just spend hours going through and getting ideas and then taking those and making in my own recipes or putting them into a class. And now people have Google and all of these recipe blogs and websites at their fingertips that you can literally put in anything that you've had and get a recipe for. So that makes it easier in some respects to be a little more adventurous in cooking at home. Most of the grocery stores have international aisles and have amazing things. And if they don't have it, you know, there's Amazon. So you can That's get true. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's really, it, food and cooking at home is really interesting now. And I saw that when my business started to take off about 10 to 15 years ago because people were getting into trying different things. And I think it's because you could do a little research online before you went to a restaurant. So if you ordered something unique, you knew what you were getting. Um, and it wasn't just like a blind taste test. You had an idea of, of what, what you were getting and what you were going to try. And then people took it to the next level. It's like, well, I want to try that at home. So it, it's been, it's been, you know, and, and then the Food Network, I mean, the, mm -hmm. and all of the, the spin-offs from that, people found a huge interest in food and restaurants started to take off as well as the cooking at home. So it's, I'm telling you, it is a great business to be in the food business. So, Well, it's been so much, I mean, I have to say is it's really been fun kind of being forced to be at home. Um, and I use that word not as a negative thing. Right. It's, it is to, to look for ways to be more creative, right? And so we, we used to travel a lot and eat out and try things. So now it's like, okay, well, let's find a great travel show and, mm -hmm. you know, food that's inspired by that. And, you know, we'll travel in our living room. Mm -hmm. And Jerry, that is exactly that, – that was the, the next thing that I wanted to mention – Right now, and, and you and I are both travelers, we love to travel and go around, but right now we're not able to do that. Mm -hmm. There is one way that you can travel around the world, and that's with your taste buds. So if we watch a travel show, uh, Rick Steve's come to mind, if we watch a travel show and he's having a food someplace, I'll look that up and see, hey, is that something that I can make? And then taking it to another level, because you know we don't eat a lot of carbs, we don't eat a lot of sugar, making it into 
something that we can eat, and especially with your the good fat lifestyle, um, turning it into a, something that would fit that that picture. So, um, so we have, have been traveling our taste buds around the world. A little trip to Italy here, a little trip to uh, Morocco, um, or mm-hmm. Morocco. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We just uh... traveling your taste buds anywhere. It's just like picking up a book, and I love reading. Um, you can go anywhere with a book. I'm telling you, a library card and a knowing what you're doing in the kitchen can get you just about anywhere. So. Right. So we're trying to um, just not travel to the emergency room after I got that. Uh, <laughs> can, you, can you talk to me? Can you talk to us about um, families that are on a budget um, and have limited resources? What, what can they do? Um, I think the library is a great idea. But as far as like... Um, I know sometimes it's challenging when people hear, you know, oh, try all these different things, but you might have a limited budget. Talk to us about that. Absolutely. That is it. That's another great question. One of my favorite things to do, and I um, uh, taught a class on this. Uh, it, it was um, eating seasonably and reasonably. Right now in Michigan, I always say that Ju- July and August are why I survived Michigan, <laughs> December through February. So mm-hmm. um, right now, all of our farmers markets are in, and we have got this beautiful abundance of produce. When you go to the farmer's market, um, you know, d- d- depending on which market and where you are and, and what day and stuff, you can get amazing produce um, for for great prices and it's fresh and it'll last longer in your refrigerator than what you can pick up at the grocery store. So eating seasonably and reasonably is important. Um, This is a time of year if you go to the market or the grocery store that you can buy watermelon. Don't buy watermelon in February. I mean, it's going to be expensive and it's not going to be as good. Um, Taking foods, if you've got children, taking foods that you know they like, a lot of times it's chicken and burger are what the kids go to, and then making them interesting or making them some sides to, to go along with it. Um, all of those are good ways to eat seasonably and reasonably. The other thing, and it's not to be discounted, is pulling up, oh, this is my little niece, Claire. <laughs> oh, how cute. <laughs> um, another thing not to be discounted is the grocery store ads. Every Sunday or Monday, whenever the, the little ads come, I take a look and I see what's on sale. If um, if we're um, turkey eaters and turkey's on sale, I'm going to stock up if I can or at least get one and have it for meals that week. Um, the other thing is early on to engage kids into cooking. I've been teaching kids cooking classes for as long as I can remember. It was one of my favorite things to do because they own their plate. Children from three and up, and you can see these little guys here, they're cutting carrots, and we've got, uh, looks like cilantro up there, um, with plastic serrated knives, just like what you would get in a to-go container, Um, and we teach kids to hold them correctly. This little guy um, is holding it at the the edge of the the blade, which is where you're supposed to do, and you use a sawing motion because those little plastic knives have teeth on them. You use a sawing motion, and you can cut through just about anything with those. What we have found is that when kids cook it themselves, they own their plate. They want to eat it. Um, this is That's a fun cute. one. This yeah. is that little post picture. That is that is science. And I have often said that um, recipes and cooking incorporate all of the skills, reading, writing, arithmetic, getting along with others, um, and cleanup. This mm-hmm. is a science thing. This is, I call it painted toast. All that <laughs> is, is milk and white bread or wheat bread. 
and you put a little bit of food coloring in the milk and let the kids have fun. They can you can almost kind of gauge their day by what they paint on there. And then when you toast it, this is where the science comes in. The little bit of sugars in the milk get really vibrant when it's toasted, when you add heat to it, and that's what makes these pop. So this little guy right here teaches science. Oh, that's my fun. gosh. Yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to try that with yeah. my grandkids. Yeah, that's really yeah, cute. I mean, it keeps them, it keeps them busy. And um, and they love to, yeah. they love to be part of it. Yeah. Right? They do. And they do. There's another picture in there. You'll see it's a bagel. Um, it's another oh, thing. yeah. That's adorable. It's a bagel with cream cheese and kiwi and raisins for a nose. Oh, cucumbers. Is it cucumbers? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cucumbers and sprouts, but you know, whatever kind of vegetable. And you can see that the kids sprouts for the hair. super creative. They eat these. And so often I'll have moms drop off kids and they say, oh, don't worry. My son or daughter won't eat any vegetables. They walk out of there and they are because they cut that up themselves with their own two hands. They're creative. Um, and it's kind of like owning your plate. So it's a, it was, it's a really cool thing to get them involved. Early. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's a Own great your idea. plate. Mm -hmm. What a great, um, yeah. what a great kind of mantra. Own yeah, your plate. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> I also, oh, go just ahead. Just putting a little piece of the cucumber around there, the black olive. The, it's not like you're asking them to eat a whole cucumber. They're just going to give it a taste. And so often they find that once they taste something, it's good. Absolutely. Well, speaking of kids, too, I just want to mention that I know the health department in the summer times, they actually have a produce cart set up inside and you can go and take free produce from the cart at the at most health departments in the area. Oh, so yeah. for families that um, need um, assistance or uh, aren't able to get fresh produce, you can go there and take as much as you want. Huh. Good to know. Oh, that yeah. is so Good to know. We have a few locations um, local. If you Google um, produce, uh, free produce, um, and then put in your town, a lot of those will pop up because I know that a couple of our township halls will do the same thing. So talk to us that. about um, packing lunches for school because that's something that we're not 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 everyone is struggling with that right now. But um, that is something I know parents. That's and it's hard to pack for work too your lunches because you just grab stuff that's easy and processed. How can you make that easier and It really healthier? is. And, and that is a good question. I have to tell you, um, that was my least favorite thing to do. I would start uh, as packing lunches. And on the day I packed my son's last lunch for, for school, I was so happy. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I never have to do this again. But I still find myself packing myself a lunch when I'm going and doing things. So mm -hmm. um, prep is a biggie when you're trying to eat healthy and to take it with you. And I Still, even though it's just my husband and myself at home, and I like to cook and it comes easy to me, um, I do find that if I can get in and clean my wash and clean my lettuces and store them properly, which I'll come back to because that's a really good tip and a really good hack, um, but have my lettuces all clean so I don't have to start from scratch every time I want to make a lettuce or a sandwich, or have my vegetables clean and cut up, the ones that you can clean and cut up and prep ahead of time, um, makes it super easy to do. Keeping them interested for the kids I have found um, especially with my little my little grandson who's four um, he loves bite-sized finger food so instead of a sandwich every day chunks of um, you know maybe turkey or chicken or he likes black olives and he likes green olives and he likes nuts and things like that so things in there that he can just pick up and eat and snack and he loves cherry tomatoes is another thing that he likes so um, 
but you know, finding what you like and what packs well is good. So lettuce is, you know, salads are, are key as long as you're careful with what you put on them. So when I go to the farmer's market and I buy my salad greens for the week, and I would like to buy a mixture. We like the spicy arugula and, and, you know, romaines and the leafy lettuces. When I come home from the market, I wash all of them. I cut off the stems and I wash all of them. And what you do is you immerse them in real cold water and swish it around and keep pouring the water out. I usually use a light colored bowl. And you just keep swishing and looking until you can look at the bottom of the bowl and there's no more dirt settling, nothing is floating. Then you know it's clean. I shake it out pretty well. I don't even use a salad spinner. I just shake it out pretty well. And then I have a big roll of paper towel and I open it up on the counter and I drop my lettuce in my paper towel. If you are clean and green, you can also use tea towels or non um uh, like nice like, cotton like towels. Like a don't mm, yeah. Not exactly. Um, and you can also put the lettuce greens in that. You roll it up and you put it in either a plastic bag or a zipper bag, squeeze all the air out of it. That lettuce will last a week, week and a half, especially if you're getting at the farmer's market because you know it was cut the day before at the very soonest. Um, so every time you want a salad, you can pull it out and then just break it up and finish. You don't have to wash and drain and let it go. So you're taking steps. Cucumbers, I know that cucumbers will cut for two days. After that, they get a little bit mushy bell peppers, celery, carrots, those will last a week. So it's worth it to me to do the prep on those once, and then they're good to go for the rest of the week. So, And then another little tip is if you ever do have vegetables that um, maybe you didn't eat them as fast as you thought they were, and they start to turn a little bit, radishes will sometimes turn, you know, carrots will maybe get a little bit brown. That's when I take a look, and I throw them on a pan, pop them in the oven, roast them, until they get a little bit of char, 400, 425 oven with a little bit of olive oil, roast them, and then you put them in with a little veggie stack, little chicken stack, and one of those blenders. Mm-hmm. Immersion. Blenders. Yeah. 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 I just keep that. buying gadgets. <laughs> I can't make a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> so those are, when you've yeah. got this wonderful soup, I actually had some spinach, uh, celery, and some radishes start to go the other day. And when we're done, I've got a nice green soup waiting for me. Ooh, oh, yeah, that, sounds that sounds delicious. Great. Yeah. 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 Well, so, so, a bunch of cooking, there's no waste. Yeah. I right. like that. No waste. Well, the other part yeah. that I love about that too, Renee, is it um, allows for that kind of creative process. Right? It's it's kind of like what's possible from these radishes or something. I, it, it makes me kind of think I get a little inspired. Yeah. Um, to look at that. A lot of us were thrown into, you know, the, the TV show Chopped. A lot of us were thrown into when we weren't going to the grocery store regularly or trying to get groceries delivered at the beginning of the pandemic as we were trying to figure everything out. We were all thrown into a chop situation. What can I make with this can of sardines, this potato, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the cauliflower rice? I yeah. I mean, so we were all thrown into that chopped. And I, I got a lot of texts, a lot of emails saying help, help here. And then a lot of the, um, I was really impressed with this, a lot of the food bloggers and food websites really amped it up and started talking about substitutions and things like that. So. Yeah, it's been been a real interesting creative time. It really is. It It is amazing to just be witness to it. So two things. Um, Okay. So I want to 
Karen was, why don't you tell us what you were doing yesterday, Karen? I know. People are not going to believe this. Karen Kalnasian was canning yesterday. <laughs> my friend. Wow. Yeah, I have this great, well, I have lots of great friends, but my great friend, Erica McNamara, um, her family owns owns and operates their a personal orchard. Um, however, they're very generous to the, the homeless community and to their friends. And so a group of my friends and I, we went to their house and we chopped uh, food and we made salsa and spaghetti sauce. We made stoli doli, which is pineapple soaked in vodka. We made pepper vodka. We, You name it, we did. So I have a question for um, you, Renee. So my friend Heather and I, we're cutting the peppers, and I had gloves yeah. on, and we're, we probably cut about 10 pounds of peppers, all different kinds of heat. And yeah. I was, I'm like, I'm going to wear gloves because I know this is going to get bad. So anyway, I wore the gloves, and then all of a sudden, after that, my hands started to tingle, my arms started to swell, so I, I immediately put milk on. But my friend Heather, she kept touching her face, and she had contacts on, it got really bad. Um and then so we Googled uh, to put alcohol, like rubbing alcohol on it. Do you have any um, tricks for that? Because um, she actually almost got like burn burns on her hands from it. That's how bad it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on what kind of pepper, you were smart to wear gloves because I will, you know, I I have so many little hacks and I know how to cut without touching. But every once in a while you get into it and you have to. The milk is definitely the very first cat. The um uh, lactic acid uh, neutralizes capsaicin, but only to a certain point because it will um, get into your hand. Uh, the other thing that I do is Dawn dish detergent. Okay. It is formulated. I sound like my grandma now. <laughs> Dawn dish detergent is formulated for food oils and grease. And believe it or not, there is a little bit of the oils in the um, peppers. And mm-hmm. that's what in your hands and yep. will sink and that's what that's when you start to get the reactions so um the um milk is good sour cream is better um dawn is something else to wash with and a couple of times um alcohol will cut through the the grease as well but that has its own issues with the drying out and the cracking and the little bit of the pain but no that's a real thing i i recommend wearing the gloves and you um yeah, even with the gloves, it's still I still had a reaction. That's out because we just cut. I think that's just the sheer volume, and we did, we only had a tiny bit of the hot ones. But I think just the the buildup of pepper after pepper. Um, yeah, so those are great tips. You know, Sherry, I was thinking. You know, we love to talk about health and wellness here, and I was thinking, especially during this time, it'd be great, um, Renee, if you could share with us uh, foods to keep you healthy during this time, right? So yeah, yeah. so but. Before great, okay, yeah, so, but, yeah but, we didn't but before you, two. but before you jump in, Renee, I have to tell you a little oh, yeah. story. I'm so, sorry, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, I, it, but it's that. <laughs> yeah. I, I came home from a day, a long day, um, Saturday, and there was a box from my Amazon from my father, <laughs> and it was two value pack bags of dried cranberries. Ooh, yum! They were, you know, low sugar, mm-hmm. um, maybe half sugar, and he was. It's just cute. You talk about, you know, food showing love. So my dad lives in Oregon on a organic cow farm, and he sent the cranberries because it's good for your urinary tract infection. 
Yeah, to keep it healthy. And and not having to, you know, we tend to get up a little bit more at night as we get older and, you know, to keep you from getting up at night. And uh, he just found it works wonders and he just sent me this cranberry. But the thing that was really nice too is that these cranberries have very little sugar in them. And for 100 calories, you get 10 grams of fiber, which is phenomenal. And mix them with a few nuts or something. And, um, it's a great snack. So, so anyways, so yeah. So, do you have some other, um, some other foods or things that people can do that we can just be aware? Little tips. Yeah, some things yeah. that keep your immune Absolutely. system up. You know, not even outside of the pandemic. Since we've been in the pandemic, I have been trying to eat more um, vitamin C. We know that that is a good um, immunity booster. Um, I, I, you know, we'll take a supplement here and there, but I prefer to try to get everything through Whole Foods if I can, um, because my vitamin C might be mixed with tequila, vodka, and a little soda. Don't judge me. Tequila, tequila, coconut, tequila, and lime. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's vitamin T. That's vitamin T with a T. Yeah. 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 That's vitamin C for coping. Yeah. Exactly. But but do try to get a little bit more vitamin C. That is some of the things. Some of the other things, and you know, I'm of the age pushing 60 where I am dealing with some um, arthritis issues and I'm a pretty active person. I play tennis almost every day and sometimes twice. So I deal with some uh, some issues. Something I have learned, um, and you would ask about what to eat. I am also learning about what not to eat. I have found. Um, I think I had mentioned that my my daughter was in the service, mm-hmm. um, and she has a four year old. There was a time when I was pretty certain that I was we were going to be taking care of that four year old for a chunk of time while my daughter was overseas and my son in law was in school, and I thought I have got to get myself as healthy and, and as I can to, so I can take care of this baby. Um, and, you know, I have issues with my hands and arthritis. So I Googled, you know, what, what you know, I, preventing arthritis or dealing with arthritis. And I saw two things um, are inflammatory. And one is grains of all sorts, not just wheat. And the second um, is sugar. And I thought, well, I'm going to eliminate grains and sugar from my diet and just see if that helps. I have to tell you, I... Um, lost a ton of weight and I felt 30 years younger. I was no longer coming down the steps in the morning one step at a time. I was bounding up and down the steps. I was, we wound up having the baby for almost 10 months. I wound up being able to chase him and whatever. So sometimes what not to eat, and as you know, with a good fat lifestyle, what mm-hmm. not to eat is sometimes as important as what to eat. So so as far as what to eat, definitely the vitamin C, definitely all the good um, vegetables that we like to eat. And this right here is a really good one. This is what I call when I'm teaching kids and adults, the bucket of joy. Doesn't that yeah. look like a bucket mm-hmm. of yeah. joy? Yeah. So for just the audio, it's a bucket of beautiful fruits and vegetables. Like, uh, So the more colors, the better, right? Rain- every color of the rainbow represented in a food kind of thing. Exactly. Eating the rainbow. And you can see in here, there's some purple peppers. We've got um, you know, some fruits and stuff. There's some uh, uh, green tomatoes. It's a it's an heirloom variety. But like this, I also call this for the kids, nature's Skittles. And that resonates <laughs> with them. <laughs> yeah. And it makes them, it's funny. And I, I give them all the different colors of the bell peppers, which are sweet anyhow. So they wind up calling these nature's Skittles. And then there's another picture, if you can help me out with that. And it's in the grocery store. It's a mom and a son in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. This picture right here, this literally 
literally was the day after I was shopping for a cooking class. This was a day after Spencer had taken my class. I ran into them while they were shopping for the ingredients on his class list. This literally completed my um, world. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, it's what when you see that that whole full circle there. So, by, but when you eliminate grains and sugars from your diet, you do kind of take away. Um, I, I don't know if I might call it joy because we do like. I mean, a lot of people do like sweets and stuff. But what I found is, if I told myself you can do anything for one week or you can do anything for two weeks, it made it easier because even though I you know, might have wanted an ice cream cone or I might have wanted a, a piece of chocolate here, that chocolate was going to be there a week down the road or two weeks down the road. And I found that by eliminating that and talking myself into it and encouraging myself for a couple of weeks to get rid of it, I lost my cravings. And my apple that I ate or my watermelon that I ate or my plum that I ate was plenty sweet enough for me and got kind of got through those um, cravings. The other thing that was good for that is that my energy was much more stable um, during that. I didn't have crashes. Uh, you know, when you eat carbs and stuff, you get crashes. And I deal with something called hypoglycemia, low blood sugar. So those are very, very real to me. Um, and I appreciated that that I that, that eating fats and fiber, like Sherry was mentioning with the um, cranberries, eating fats and fiber to support any of the carb issues that we do eat, because there's carbs and everything, just about everything too, made the world a difference. So it is a little bit about getting smarter about what you're eating it and when you're eating it. So. Well, we love that too, Sherry, right? Because we always talk about um, how you should really be in the moment. So like you said, eating an apple, just sort of being in the moment and tasting it and just kind of uh, absorbing it and feeling it, it can feel just as lovely as other things, right? It's really about being there and and hearing the crunch and tasting it and taking that moment. Exactly. And saying, wow, this is really sweet. This is really good. And then taking another step and knowing that this um, this um, a- energy from this apple is going to keep me going. You know, it's it's food is fuel for your body mm-hmm. and you're going to get out of it what you put into it. And just talking yourself and educating ourselves into that makes it easier to stay on a planet, easier to make better decisions. I don't make perfect decisions all the time. But it's a it gives you more um, energy and more purpose to keep that um, going, and it also gives you more energy, which is what everybody needs anyhow. Right? So. Yeah, and, and you feel good. So because carbs, I, sugary carbs can just bring you right down, crash, and you get depressed and want mm-hmm. more, right? And so yeah. it can be yeah. a and cycle. And you yeah, feel well, like you, you, yeah. you know that the inflammation sets in, which is real for everybody, but the inflammation sets in. So yeah, making good decisions. Uh, and yeah, because you know that you're going to feel better. It, it, it's it's outside of what you look like. So right, it's right. really we, we, that's what we're really talking about for is how for we sure. feel. Yeah, so. I think uh, carbs and chocolate and things are bad for you. Are more about checking out and healthier foods and being an experience are more about checking in. So you can look at it that way, I think. And, you know, that's the first time I'm glad you said that um, you get what you put into food. You get out of it what you put into it. So even if you don't have a lot of money or you're not a great cook, just putting the love and the energy into it 
helps people too. And and that's what people um, equate food with as love. So if you can put it in other ways and not in unhealthy ways, um, if you can put it through presentation and um, joy and taking the time, I think that's healthier for you and healthier for the people you serve as the Be meal mindful. too. Yeah. Well, no, you can, oh, I'm sorry. Go okay, ahead. No, go ahead. Mm-hmm. We're just, so we're just kind of at that point. Is there something that you just want to be, you, you just have this burning desire that people need to know, Renee? <laughs> uh, um, there, if you think you can, you can. I mean, that's, that's one of the things I tell um, my students. Um, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. So when, if you're just getting into cooking, you're thinking about trying it, baby steps, We'll get you going. And I had thought about something that you had asked about, um, about your know, budget cooking and with kids and stuff. One of my favorite things to kind of um, tweak a little bit and have fun with is macaroni and cheese, whether it's a homemade macaroni and cheese that you do from scratch or craft from a box or, you know, whatever you grew up with. You can add in, have the kids cut up a little broccoli and put it in. Have the kids cut up a little bell pepper and have them put it in and mix it in because they're familiar with the macaroni and cheese, but yet we're putting in a little bit of the vegetables that they cut up themselves. It's a really good way to introduce different vegetables and get them open to trying new things when you kind of mix something that they know and something that they don't know. So that's that a, would be a yeah, that's, that's a, a great, great idea. idea. Yeah, yeah. And so, Renee, I know you have um, a Facebook page that's got a lot of hints and tricks and current things on it. So, could you tell people what that is? How we can find I you? I have a website that has some some links in it, but it's um, lately with the the pandemic and such. I it's been, the website is www.greatfoodini.com, but my Facebook page is very active. It is also it's the Great Foodini on Facebook, and I um, am not doing a lot of appearances right now uh, again because of um, the the pandemic. But I am trying to promote all of the farmers markets, and I'm keeping recipes going. I'm still doing my radio show on WHM my Foodini Fridays, um, and I'm um, putting recipes on there and sharing different things. So it's a real fun Facebook page, and if you want to take a peek, I'd appreciate it. And and what time is your radio show on Fridays? The radio show on Fridays is 8.15 on 93.5. Okay. I think we're in our seventh year. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, Renee, is there... Girl. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, you're so lovely to have here, and it's so great to learn all this stuff about food. Is there something you could uh, say to our listeners that they can just go out and do today, start today? Just one easy step that anyone can do. They already have the thing in their house that everyone has, um, and they can just start with today. Yes, there is. And, and actually, this is a, a thing. I, I, it's, watermelon is a summer favorite. They are really cheap this year. Um, go buy a whole watermelon. Don't buy it already cut up. And then there is a video on uh, the Great Fudini Facebook page. I just reposted it on how to cut up a watermelon. For um, $2.99 this week, you can get a watermelon just about anywhere, and you can have fruit for a week, um, as opposed to $2.99 for a little small deli container. Um, I will. And the video shows you how to cut it up, make it easy to eat, and watermelon – and the glycemic index, the glycemic load is an excellent treat, and it'll um, give you some good energy and some good uh, nutrients and water for this week. It's going to be a hot one. 
And, and <laughs> summer fun. It's yeah. that feeling of yeah. summer too, right? Summer yeah. Fun. Right. Yeah. Sure. And mommies and daddies can also make uh, watermelon martinis, right? <laughs> I mean, so many things. You know, I've been eyeing what you've got. What is in that corner right there? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that. that's for uh, that's our tech guy Jamie. That's his stuff for um his man cave um happy hour podcast that Sherry and I are actually going to be on tomorrow. So yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Because I do have an alter ego. It's called the Great Boozy. Uh, <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> oh my oh, goodness! Yeah. Oh, so much yeah. fun. Thank so much you. fun. Yeah. Right. And we have to let um, our listeners know, too, about our magazine. and yep. um, Good Fat Life. Yep. There's health and wellness uh, ideas in here and some recipes. Right, Sherry? Right. And just lots of, th- lots of um, lifestyle articles on living a good fat life. Mm-hmm. So go to www.goodfatlife.com and you can click on and you can subscribe it and have it at your house or have it digitally. Digitally. Yep. So thanks again. Thank you, Renee. It's been great. <clears throat> it's My been pleasure. It's fun to see yeah, you. Wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. Lo- it was lovely meeting you, and um, we really appreciate all your information. And um, I'm going to definitely go get a watermelon today. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take care. This has been Karen Kalmasian and Sherry Richards. Thank you for joining us on our collective today and inspired Good Fat Life. Please join us on Facebook at Inspired Get That Life. Be well. Until next time. <laughs>